good afternoon and good morning to Cheryl. Um, Haya, would you like to introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. Um, I'm Cheryl Bass. I am the author of Baby Dragon's Big Sneeze and Baby Dragon Finds His Family. And both of them are rhyming children's picture books for kids ages three to seven. So they're the first two books in what's going to be a series. <laughs> um, did you always know that you wanted to write? Yes, um, I've I've always uh, done some creative writing. I've done rhyme a lot in my life. My sister and I both sing. And so growing up, we used to do parody songs for our family members and, you know, change the lyrics to famous songs and make them about somebody's birthday or anniversary or something like that. So I'm very comfortable in rhyme. And um, I really feel strongly that rhyme is very good for children. It's um, very good for their language acquisition skills and um, their sense of rhythm. Uh, and that, and it's really encouraging for reluctant readers because they can also anticipate what the next word is going to be. So it's it's more engaging and fun for them. Um, and also I have a um, master's in social work and a master's degree in journalism. And I use both of those um, to inform my picture book writing. So um, what made you sit down and write this? What makes me sit down and write or what made me sit down and write the first book? The first book. The first book? Actually, that's sort of a funny story. Um, one day I was just walking along and I sneezed really hard. And I had the rid ridiculous thought that it's a good thing that I'm not a dragon because if I was, it would do a lot of damage. And so then I thought, oh, well, that sounds like a children's book. So I went home and I wrote it, the first draft of it, and I put it away and I didn't do anything with it for like 10 years. And then um, for a couple of years, I tried to get it traditionally published. And um, because I, I I think because I'm not a famous person, a lot of famous people are, are doing children's books nowadays. And so it's harder to compete for those slots. You know, every publishing house only has a few slots for children's books. So um so since I'm not a big name person, then I started to consider self-publishing. Um, so that's that's what pushed me to go ahead and self-publish and do it. Yeah, it's tough, isn't it? I've been trying to get a um, a traditional deal and it's really tough, really. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right, yeah. Um, did you um, illustrate them yourself or did you have to bring someone in to do that? I did have someone um, illustrate it. His name is Ramesh Ram, and he's with Pryan Animation. And actually, the way I found him was um, I am a member of the Society of Children's Book Writers and Illustrators. And as a member of that group, um, you get access to free online videos on their website and about all issues of, of writing and so on. And so this one was by this woman named April Cox, and she has a company called Self-Publishing Made Simple. And I had always been reluctant to self-publish because I thought I'd be in a, alone in a room with a book called Self-Publishing for Dummies or something, and, and I would have to figure it out all by myself. So, but she said she has this company and she has all these vendors that she works with. She's already vetted. She knows that they're really reliable. And she has about 12 illustrators that she works with that do work for hire, which means that the writer gets the rights to the illustrations. So you pay an upfront fee for these illustrators, but they don't get any royalties after the book is published. You can get all the royalties. So I like that idea. And I, I looked at the websites of the 12 and I limited it down to four. 
Then um, April suggested I have three or I have all four of them um, draw the same image from the same scene in my book, just in black and white, just to do a sketch and pay them each like $50 to do that. And then I was able to limit it down to two from the four. And then I used my friends and family as a focus group, um, especially those that had kids. And I said, you know, which dragon do you like better and why? Which little girl looks cuter and why? You know, and that's how I ended up with Ramesh Ram. And I used him again for my second book and I will use him for all future books. I think he's terrific. So. Oh, brilliant. That must have been quite a fun process, actually. Yes, it really was. And also doing illustrations with someone as a self-published author, you have a lot of creative control. So I was able to tell the illustrator, you know, I want the dragon to have a facial expression like this. I want the dragon to be doing this in this scene. I want the people to be wearing these kind of clothes. And I would send him images from the internet of other things that, you know, what I, like there's a fairy, for example, and I sent images of a few different other kinds of fairies. I said, oh, I like this dress, but I like this hair. And I like, you know, whatever. And um, it was it was like Christmas whenever I would get an email from him because I would open the attachments and I would see my vision start to come to life. And it was really like this world building process with him. So it was very exciting. Are you a visual writer anyway? When you were writing, did you see what you were putting down? So he yes. images from your head onto the page, which must have been pretty good. Yes, it was really great to see. It was really fun. And when you did first start writing, what did you find harder than you expected? The marketing, interestingly. Um, I have a master's in in um, journalism, and I've been doing PR, public relations, publicity for more than 15 years. So I thought, oh, you know, I know PR. I can get myself on podcasts and things like that. And I have. I've gotten podcast interviews and so on, but there's so much more to it. There's all this back end stuff you need to know about, um, for example, Amazon ads optimization you know, um, certain keywords and how high your bid should be, that there's bidding that goes on in the, you know, for for what, what who gets the top ad and all of this stuff I had to really, um, it was like on the job training. I sort of had to learn as I, as I went along and it's an ongoing thing, you know, if you want to continue say, your sales for years after the book is published, you have to keep doing these things or the book dies on the vine and it, you know, they stop printing it and whatever. So, um, so yeah, so that's been challenging, but interesting. I'm learning a lot. Yes. You have to be a businesswoman as well, don't you? As well as an author. Yeah. And it is like at least a part-time job every day. I find myself spending at least a couple hours on it, on the marketing side of my books. So. Have you got to know lots of other children's authors or other authors in general? Yes. I've gotten to know some other authors through, um, April's groups. April has. I, there's two ways to work with her. So I worked with her individually, but she also has these groups. And so I've been a guest on some of her Zoom groups and um, met some of other some of the other authors that way. And I recently came back from um, an award ceremony where I got a silver medal at um, Reader's Favorite. Um, and they do an award ceremony in Miami, Florida. And so I, I got to meet some other authors of all different genres um, at this event in Miami. So um, so I'm really enjoying meeting other authors. And I also, I do PR as my my main job. And two out of the um, four or so PR agencies that I work with are specifically for people, for authors. So I've been helping other authors p- promote their books 
um, in these PR agencies. And then now also working with myself as if I'm a client. So. <laughs> oh, brilliant. So you had sort of some idea when you were going into it, then what you were letting yourself in for. Yes. Yes. Uh-huh. Um, what um, age range are your books set for? Three to seven. Although some kids eight and nine um, enjoy them as well. Um, of course, you know, when they're older, they're reading them themselves and they're getting a lot of a lot more of the um, they're sort of uh, more adult, not adult humor, but but things that um, on the the younger the child is, the the less of some of these inside jokes that they get. It's almost like if Shrek and some of these movies that parents take their kids to, the older the person is, the more they can get other layers of humor and the younger. So it really, um, I, I wrote them in such a way that parents can enjoy with their kids, but also discussing a lot of the themes with their kids afterwards. It's meant to be um, a point for discussion. My books the reason I named my publishing company Be Kind Publishing is because all of my books have social emotional learning. Well, uh, both, both of my, I have two books so far, um, have social emotional learning themes in them, like um, apologizing when you've done something wrong, um, sharing friendship, kindness, teamwork, all of those kind of things that actually that when you're an adult, employers look for um, at, at to, for you to be as a, like a team player, you know, and these are the types of things that are um, important to learn when you're young. Is it hard to sort of keep that limit um, for the age range or do you sort of not worry too much because the older kids can enjoy it anyway? I don't worry too much. Um, some of the words in my rhyming are a little um, more advanced, but I figure that the younger children can can figure out what it's what the words are with context clues. So if I say um, something like "so and so is kind and gentle" or something in in a in a sentence, they don't know the word "gentle," but they know the word "kind." They can kind of figure out what's good, and they can tell with the picture on 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 the page what's happening. And parents can also then discuss, you know, with their children what does it mean to be gentle, or what is it, uh, what what is the theme here, or um, you know, why did the dragon apologize in this scene? What did he do wrong? And um, so it's, it's, uh, I, I feel like it can really re be relatable for all different ages. Have you regretted making them rhyme in yet? Have I, do I regret making it rhyme? Um, no, but it's been hard. It is a challenge. So when I'm writing these books, what I normally do is I'll have rhyme zone open and thesaurus.com open. And I toggle back and forth between them, you know, to be, okay, this is what I'm wanting to get across. And, um, okay, is there a word that rhymes with cavern? No. Okay, well, what about cave? Okay, what, is it, what rhymes with cave? And going back and forth um, to make sure that I'm getting my point across, but that it also rhymes and that the meter is is consistent all the way through. So, um, and I definitely work with an editor and I've also worked, um, gotten like final edits from a group, they call themselves the Rhyme Doctors. And they're a, a group of women who are also children's book publish uh, authors, and they they publish in rhyme as well, and they really make sure that every syllable is you know exacting and and the stresses on the right syllable and so on. So um, I've worked with you know had a lot of people look at everything before it before it goes to print. 
So Wow, I think we knew those sorts of people existed. How cool is that? And what cool job that is to do as well. <laughs> yeah, right. And then they, they they send you an email back saying, here, here's the results of your checkup from the Rhyme Doctors. It's very cute. <laughs> so... <laughs> Um, maybe a strange question, but did you have to do a lot of research on dragons before you started writing them to make sure that that bit of it is correct as well? Um, no, I, I took, you know, some liberties, like, for example, you know, my dragon spoke English. I don't know that dragons necessarily did that, you know, um, and uh, but I tried to keep certain things um, consistent with the times, like, for example, um, one of the illustrations that was sent back to me that's supposed to be sort of middle um, middle ages is about when my story takes place. And I'm I was thinking sort of like Viking-ish kind of garb I had the people wearing. And um, so around that time and somewhere Western Europe, um, and uh the illustrator came back at one point with a um chandelier that had the candles in it, um, in the chandelier, which is what they did at the time, but it had like little glass cylinders around each of the uh, candles. And so my husband and I looked online and we tried to, we were like, do they really, do they put them in these cylindrical things at the time? And we saw that, no, they didn't. They had spikes um, that would go, the candle would go on the spike and that's what held the candle in place. So then, you know, so we tried to be realistic with those kind of things, you know? Um, in my story, um, Baby Dragon Finds His Family, um, I asked for the baby dragon to be wearing a bib that had the rune symbol for family on it. Um, so it was sort of almost like, so if people are reading it and they're historians or whatever, it's sort of like a little Easter egg that this is what this is going to be about, you know, and so I put that in there. And um, so that was really fun to try and make certain things very realistic. But then I had other things that were just ridiculous and fun, you know, um, in my first book, the dragon is sick. And so, and he's a giant dragon. And so there's one scene where the people are bringing him a giant pill. They're bringing it on a wheelbarrow because <laughs> he's so big and they're so small. So, you know, things like that. Um, so some of it was sort of realistic and true to what people were wearing and what things look like. And then other things are just totally outrageous and silly and fun. So... I love it. That's great. I love the Easter eggs as well. I love when people put Easter eggs. It's great. Mm, thank you. <laughs> um, are you going to stick with um that sort of age range for children's books? Do you have any? Do you have the bug to write um longer novels or for older children or YA or anything like that? Um, I've thought about maybe doing a chapter book. Um, but I think I would probably do a book of personal essays for adults before I would try an older child group. Um, because I feel like this, the, the rhyming and this age group is working really well for me. And so I'm going to continue the dragon series and I'm, I may also do some other children's books about other things, but I also would want to try, um, maybe a book of essays, personal essays, because that's actually, um, one of the things I have a couple of um, personal essays that I've written um, about. I had a dog um, several years ago who starred in the Boulder Dinner Theater's production of The Wizard of Oz. And um, so she played Toto and she did seven shows a week for five months. And so I wrote about that experience of being a stage mom 
um, to, to a dog, you know, and she, she, I would get $40 a show. She got, you know, paid in prime rib because it was dinner theater. And so they had prime rib for her and it was really cute. And at the end of each performance, I had a little ink pad and I would put her paw on it and she would sign potographs in the playbill for, for the um, people coming out of the theater. So, so that was really fun. And so I wrote a couple stories about that and they made it into anthologies. And so, um, so I'm very comfortable with person, personal essay as well. Oh, I totally read that. That sounds amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. And um, what would your dream be for your books? Would it to be to go into schools and read them, or would you like to see them made inside kids' TV? Mm. Um, there's a couple things that I would love. I would love if um I could have um my books sell really well, well enough um to maybe have an animated kind of a show. Um, and then also, uh, I, as I mentioned, I sing and, um, I would love to have some plushies that I could sell where you pull a string and it sings a song or something. And I, it could be my voice singing, you know, and that would be really fun if someone could help me write a little dragon song or something like that and, and have that happen. But what I'm waiting for, for that is frankly, to have an LLC, um, limited liability corporation, before I do that, because if I do create a plushie and God forbid a child chokes on it or something like that, I don't want to be sued and have someone take my house. <laughs> so, so, <laughs> right. But yeah. that's for down the road. I would love to have plushies and and some other merchandise. Um, I think that would be fun. Yeah, that sounds great, actually. And uh, I imagine would fly off the shelves. So oh, thank you. Of course. I mean, I want one. <laughs> so, oh. <laughs> right. One of my characters actually sings a song in my in my second book, and so it would be great to have that character. You know, they pull the string and it sings. You know, so, um, so I'd love that. I won't tell you how old I am, but yeah, I'm I'm sold. <laughs> oh, <laughs> great! Thank you. <laughs> um, are you gonna stick self publishing as well? Would you try and find a publisher again? Um, I think I would stick to self-publishing for now. Um, but if I got, if, if somehow, you know, like my first book, for example, got um, seven national and international awards, including two first place wins. And that's for Baby Dragon's Big Sneeze. And so if a publisher were to have heard about me and reach out to me and want me to work on something with them, I definitely would. I don't know that I would go through the process that I did with my first book of querying every single um, company that has ever touched a children's picture book anywhere in the world, they've all heard from me. Um, <laughs> and uh, so I don't know if I would go to that length again, now that I know how, how much fun and how rewarding it is to self-publish and how much creative control you have. Um, I would do it if somebody approached me, I think. That's a sensible um, way of looking at it, I think. Yeah. yeah. And it seems from what I hear that self-publishing is the way to go now anyway. Mm -hmm. um, and it seems people are making more money that way. Um, yes, the royalties are more. Yeah, you do pay more up front, especially with a picture book, because you're paying, depending on who's doing your illustrations, you know, up to $4,000 up front for the illustrations. Um, but, I mean, a picture book... The first word is picture. So it's almost, it's as important, if not maybe more important than the contents of the book itself that to make sure that those pictures are right, those illustrations are right. So um, 
So for me, I'm willing to pay it. I mean, if I had done a traditional publishing, the publishing house would have picked who the illustrator is, what the dragon would look like, what the, you know, and it would have changed the whole concept and, and might, the second book might not have even happened. It was um, based on certain things that came about from the first book with the illustrator that helped inform what was going to happen in the second book. Um, so, um, so I've really enjoyed having that creative control and the royalties are definitely higher. So. <laughs> Yeah, that's what I hear. Control the royalties, that's it, <laughs> for some mm -hmm. reason. Which is mm -hmm. fair enough. So, you know, you're putting a lot of work into it. So, mm -hmm. right. um, how long on average does it take you from your first idea until your finished product? Gosh. Um, the first book, I added um, a few paragraphs uh, of, of text. Um, based on some feedback I got from my first uh, round with with one of my editors, with an editor that I worked with. Um, she The first edit is called the developmental edit, at least with this editor. And she looks for holes in my storyline. And for example, my, my first story, Baby Dragon's Big Sneeze, is about a baby dragon who sneezes and accidentally burns down a village with his sneeze because, you know, dragons breathe fire. So um, everyone's really angry at him. They want to attack him. But this brave little girl goes into his cave to ask him, why did he do this? You know, wants to get his side of the story before she just assumes that he did it on purpose. And she finds out, indeed, he did not do it on purpose. He sneezed. He's sick. And um, so she gets the townspeople to help him get well. And in turn, he helps them rebuild and ends up living with them and so on. But my developmental editor said to me, where are his parents and all this? Why are the townspeople helping him? If he's a baby dragon, why can't his dragon parents help him? And then I, I had to then write in, okay, he hatched alone in a cave and I had an empty shell, you know, inside the cave and, you know, that, because I thought, okay, he's a reptile. Reptiles, you know, they, they have eggs, they lay eggs and then they go away. And, you know, so I thought of this whole thing. And so the second book, he's looking for his family. And that's, that came out of this first developmental edit and everything. So the story was basically written, but I added those couple of paragraphs um, later on and changed some of the meter to make it more consistent, you know, with help from those rhyme doctors and things like that. And um, so, but from the beginning of really seriously working with the editors and making the decision that I was going to self-publish until the book was in my hands, finished, was like six or seven months of that part, that intense part. And with my first book, frankly, I wanted it to be, that's another thing. It can take up to five years when you traditionally publish from the time the publisher says, oh, we like your story till it comes out and you can hold it in your hands. Um, but this was much faster. And that was another reason I did it because frankly, my father was very ill and I was also turning 50. And so I had two goals in mind. I wanted to have it done by the time I turned 50 and I wanted my dad to be proud and be able to hold it in, my, in his hands before he passed away. And unfortunately, he passed away on September 4th, 2022. And my first book published October 19th, 2022. Wow. So he got to see the illustrations in black and white. He never got to see them in color. But um, but that was uh, another reason that I wanted it expedited. So Yeah, of course. And wow, I never would have said that you were <laughs> that age either. Oh, thank you. Thanks so much. Any years of you. I'm sorry? I would have taken 20 years off that. Oh, really? Wow, thank you. <laughs> um, what was I just going to ask you as well? Just totally blown away by the fact that you're 50. It's like completely free. Oh, wow. Well, I'm going to be 51 in December. So, I mean, December 19th. So, yeah. 
also this time next week roughly yeah mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. okay well I was 40 in August so <laughs> oh okay well congratulations thanks <laughs> apparently <laughs> I've yet to see proof of this <laughs> oh it will be fun yeah yeah 40 and 50 and you know I, I think it's definitely more fun as you get older and you care less what other people think I think yes I have noticed that is great <laughs> <laughs> um yeah what was I can ask you I can't remember oh are, are you working on a third book I think as well not right now with the dragon um story I am um really focusing on my marketing for 2024. I may go into schools. I'm trying to decide whether I'm going to do that or if I'm just going to create a curriculum and put it on, um, you know, and monetize it somehow. And then teachers can purchase that and, and do it themselves in their classrooms. So, um, but I'm, so I'm thinking about that and thinking about some other things that I may do in terms of um, promoting both books, do more booth sitting at various, you know, conferences, education conferences and things like that, or um, festivals near where I live, you know, art festivals and craft festivals, you know, things like that, where I could just have a booth. Um, so I'm focusing more on that and trying to recoup um, some of the money th the, that I put out for the first two books before I can move on to the third one. So Yeah, of course. I suppose because of the illustrations, it, the outlay is quite high before you even start. So yes for you to get that back mm -hmm. yeah um I know um, an author in the UK that goes to schools and he sort of tries to encourage the kids to um think of their own ideas for books and he absolutely loves it so oh great great he's uh, a matter anyway but <laughs> oh really okay well you have to be a little a little fun and a little crazy you know with children's books to, especially to engage the kids you have to be willing to be silly I think you know especially for school visits and keep their interest so yeah oh yeah he nails that <laughs> oh good 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 <laughs> um what's been your absolute highlight so far since you started writing what's the one moment where you're like yes this is it this is what I've dreamed of hmm I've had a few moments like that where I've um I've read my book in bookstores and some kids have been there and um, I, they've seemed to get it. They, they get the, the, the point that I'm trying to get across in the story. And that's really great um, when they understand that. Um, so like, for example, my second book, I don't want to give it away, but it's called Baby Dragon Finds His Family. He finds them in a way that's a little different than what you're what you may be thinking. You're not he's not going to find dragons that look like him. He's not going to, you know. And so it's a good message for kids who are either adopted or have um, non-traditional family um, structures, you know, single parents or blended families or whatever. And um, so when some of the kids got it and they were like, oh, you know, your family doesn't have to be related to you, you know, that's not necessarily what a family is, you know. And so that's been really exciting when when they get that. Um, some people, some of the reviews that I've gotten for for my books have been very exciting where people say, my child requests this book every night, you know, and um, some some people have sent me pictures of their kids holding the book. Um, so that's that's been really fun. So. Have you ever had any weird or strange feedback or um, instances of events and stuff? Um, I've had weird feedback on um, these on the reviews that because some people like 
one review I read and it was, it seemed very familiar because I, I go on also, one thing that's good to do is go on some review sites. If you want to get more reviews, um, there's something called pubby, P-U-B-B-Y.co. And you're going to want to put an M on it like .com, but it's not, there's no M. It's just pubby.co. And you can sign up for about $200 for a year. I don't know what it is in UK money, but, um, but I think it's for all over because they have books in other languages and stuff too. But anyway, what you do is you can put your book on there and um, people review it. You, you, you can get a certain currency called snaps on the, on this. So you, um, you review other people's books and earn snaps and then you cash in those snaps to get um, people to review your book, but it's not an exact quid pro quo. You're never reviewing a person that reviews you and vice versa. So it's not going to be somebody writing a bad review of you because you wrote a bad review of them or anything like that. Um, so, um, but those book review sites are very helpful in really getting those review numbers up, which helps you with your sales ultimately. Um, and some of the reviews have been a little weird. Like there was one review that I got that seemed very familiar and I looked at it and I was like, and I realized what he, the person had done is they took another review and they, they used synonyms. So they didn't really read my book. They used synonyms from, an, uh, for the same words from another review and, you know, and, you, or someone else used chat, I could tell they used chat G, GPT or, you know, because it used a lot of flowery language about how it was charming and da, da 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 but said nothing about the plot. And I could tell the way it was written that the person hadn't really read it. They just stuck it into my description from my Amazon page into chat GPT <laughs> and then, you know, posted it as a review. So some of those have been a little strange because you could tell they didn't really read it, but whatever, it, it at least helps my review numbers. And um, so uh, I'm not going to crying my tea about it. It's still, it's still a review and it's still helping me. So. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's something that we, uh, you know, I mean, I review, I must admit when I first started reading, I did a review, but now I know how important it is. I review everything, but it mm -hmm. really is trying to get blood out of a stone sometimes trying to get people to review books and it's, mm -hmm. you know, you can tell them how important it is and they still, they just don't get it. And it is really frustrating. Mm -hmm. I was the mm -hmm. same. So, you know, yeah. And it's been strange with friends and family members too, you know, um, getting them to review it. I, I finally said to my mom, I'm like, I'm not going to talk to you for a couple of days until you write a review on either of my own books. <laughs> You're my mother, you know, but it's, it's funny because she will um, take my books. She has, she's in book clubs, you know, for adult book reading and she's brought my books to her book clubs and, and she's very proud and I had t-shirts made for my family that say baby dragons, big sneeze and whatever. And, and we all wore them and, you know, uh, things like that. So she's very supportive in that way, but she's not, she's sort of a technophobe. So it was a big deal for her to write a review on Amazon, but she find, she did do it. And um, <laughs> so uh, yeah, but explaining to friends and family how crucial those reviews are. Um, it's yeah, it can be hard for them to get it, you know? Like talking so. to a wall. <laughs> I'm sorry? Like talking to a wall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, what do you read when you read if you get time? Um, there's a few different genres that I like to read. I like cozy mysteries that also involve animals, particularly dogs, you know. And a lot of those kind of cozy mysteries have um funny names, you know, that are some kind of a pun, you know. Um I can't even think of any right now, but, um, but those, I like that genre. I also 
like to read about vampires and werewolves and things like that. Um, I also read nonfiction about um, behavioral types of things, you know, just from my background with social work, I find that kind of thing very interesting, um, like psychological disorders and neurological disorders and things like that. So I'll read those kind of things. I'll read about dog behavior. I really love dogs. I have two dogs. Um, I, I like chick lit also, you know, so especially like summertime reads, you know, things like that, that are light, funny, female protagonist. Um, so, so those are the genres that I really enjoy. It sounds, yeah, it sounds, um, quite a broad range actually, but yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, why did you go from social work to journalism as well? That's quite a jump, isn't it? It's quite a contrast. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, um, social work. Okay. So I, I was doing social work and, and I enjoyed, I was a, um, case manager. So I helped other people get employment. I helped them, um, get housing and things like that. And I realized that my chart notes were getting very flowery and descriptive. And I started thinking, why am I writing so much in my chart? No, no one's going to read this unless I'm audited, you know? And so then I thought, well, you know, maybe there's something there that I'm, I'm wanting to to write and it's not being, you know, it's, it's not being, I'm helping, I'm like a midwife to other people's dreams. I'm helping them get jobs. I'm helping them do pursue things creatively and whatever. But, um, so then I went back to school and did journalism and, um, got a master's in journalism and then, uh, doing PR and still doing the creative writing and things like that on my own and decided to do something with that, with my creative writing. So Interesting. Yeah, I just wondered actually, because um, I I like the psychology of things as well, um, and particularly criminal psychology. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I'm, I'm quite interested in all that. But yeah, I can't really mm. get a job. I'd love to work for the FBI, to be honest. But for a Brit to be to able do to a what now? You would want to do FBI, the behavioral unit in the FBI. Oh, okay. Yeah. So yeah. Quite a pipe dream, <laughs> but oh. I'd love to do it. I think it'd be amazing. But yeah, like Clarice in Silence of the Lambs. Yeah. Oh gosh, that's creepy, creepy. Yes, very much so. Actually, <laughs> yeah. Perhaps it seems like it would be cool, but it's one of those jobs that actually is utterly terrifying. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So maybe, maybe you have divine intervention there. Maybe it's a good thing that you're not doing that. Someone <laughs> yeah. saving your life and saving your family by having you not be involved with those people. <laughs> so. Yeah, indeed. Yeah, absolutely. Keep them at arm's length. And, yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, well, I'd like to have any more questions for you, unless you think there's anything really obvious that I haven't asked you or anything that you particularly wanted to talk about? Um, Nothing I can really think of, just that, you know, you can reach me by going, my website is www.be-kindpublishing.com. My books are Baby Dragon's Big Sneeze and Baby Dragon Finds His Family. Both are available on Amazon, um, Amazon.com, but also the other extensions for other countries and um, available on BarnesandNoble.com, Target.com, Walmart.com, uh, through Ingram Spark. Um, so, um, and I'm on Instagram and Facebook. Um, Facebook is B hyphen kind publishing is and and in, on Instagram is be dot kind dot publishing and um, people can e email me at info at be kind be hyphen kind be hyphen kind publishing dot com um, and uh, 
that's that's all I can think of. Just that uh, I hope. Oh, and if people go to my website, actually, if they go onto my website and sign and give their email address, they can download up to ten free coloring pages for the kids in their lives. So, oh, brilliant! Yeah, I'll put a link to that when I post um, the interview as well, so they can people can click on it and have a look. Great, great, brilliant! Well, thank you very much. It's been lovely chatting to you. You too. Thank you for having me.